welcome to another lovely episode of Not Your Average Netizen. I am Nat, and I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Jimin and Ash. Bonjour. Why are you co-switching? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I noticed something that you do at the beginning of the episodes. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> I'm just playing. Bonjour for all the Canadians out there. Howdy. For all the Texans out there. And young. And young. And Beyonce. And Beyonce, our favorite Creole. But anyways, yes, we are not your average netizens. Wait, I thought you said our favorite Korean. No, I That's funny. Okay. We're not your average netizen. It's 2023. Yeah. Should I be excited? I mean, a new year. I just play it. A new year is good. It's it's a good, good, good thing. So, yeah, we should definitely be happy for it. Oh, crap. I got rid of the the foghorn YouTube video that I was watching. Oh, I'm very sad about it. Very sad about it. Using that. I love it. (laughs) But, anyways, hi, guys. We hope you're having a great 2023. I mean, it's only nine days in, so it would really suck if these guys were already. Yeah, like it would be garbage. So, like, I'm, I would, we extend, you know, positivity to all of the listeners and everybody who deserves it in the world. All right. So, first episode back, how are we feeling? I'm pretty good. Yes. You guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are weird, man. I'm feeling <laughs> fine. I I don't know. I'm feeling fine so far, so good. No complaints. I'm excited about being back with you guys and with the listeners. It's gonna be fun. I feel like we say this every year, but it's always true though. It's always true. So you know that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm over 365 days on Duolingo, so I'm very excited about that as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say followers on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you guys can also follow us on Twitter. Like, that'd be nice. But yes, we're just happy to be here, guys. We're happy to talk about some Asian stuff. I mean, we're talking about music. We're talking about laws. You couldn't make that sound worse if you tried. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about music and laws. Wow. Right. Which laws? Yeah. <laughs> so we are actually going to introduce a new segment. And we will be consistent with this segment because we're amazing and awesome like that. But Jimin, why don't you introduce the segment? Oh, my goodness. Now, you're such a... Wow. You, it was this your person idea. Was born, this person was born in the like for the last century, y'all. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we, we are starting a new... A new segment called do you think and the we came up with this because sometimes nat says things and i think to myself do you think um no i'm kidding we came up with this actually nat came up with this because we were like there's like a lot of interesting things that happen around like the world of asian entertainment specifically k-pop which is what we talk about a lot on this podcast And we were like, it would be interesting to like actually have discussions, like little mini discussions about these topics and like give our take and then ask you all what you think. And you can give your take on a poll that we're going to put on Twitter after the episode goes up, I guess, while the episode goes up. So we're going to ask you, do you think Korea is ever going to legalize marijuana? 
Jay Park yeah. says yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We did some some short re- like research, and I mean, when I say research, I mean Wikipedia research. Girl, who did research? Uh, Nobody did I research. Did. Stop telling our listeners that. I did. I did. I did. So, so technically, medical cannabis is legal in Korea, and it has Korea, yes. South Korea was the first country in East Asia to legalize medical cannabis. So since 2018, That's if your doctor gives you a note, you, you can use it, you know? But it's kind of interesting that Korea has such a, like, a hard stance on it when if you look, like, since early, like, or ancient Korea, they've been using cannabis in things. So it's not like it's something that was just randomly introduced and they're just like, oh, we don't like that. It's like, it's literally saying that, like, it was introduced to the region via, via the Silk Road you know, or believed to be introduced via the Silk Road back in like, you know, 3000 BC. So, right. And even up to like 1930, the 1930s, it said that they were like farming it. It was, it was a part of their agriculture in every province in Korea. So it's really interesting, especially tying in with the fact that last year, Thailand legalized cannabis, recreational cannabis at that. So it's kind of interesting seeing you know, countries that are so close have like such different takes on it. And yeah. 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 But it's well, also yeah. super weird too, because it's like, I feel like worldwide weed is like the only thing that people recognize as being like, not really bad. You know what I mean? It, and yet it's still criminalized in a lot of the world. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like I see people all over the world smoking weed, like all over the world. I mean, I don't, but I mean, that, that's <laughs> just my prerogative. And yeah. and nobody's like, people don't really judge you if you do, you know what I mean? Like even people from Korea that I've personally interacted with are like, yeah, you know, it's illegal, but like, you know, I feel like the government seems harder on it than the people, which you could say that about like a lot of countries, like. You know what I mean? Like, even in the United States, even though, let's be real, it's basically legal, it's kind of not at the same time. Depending, It's like legal depending on who you are, basically. And, and I feel and like maybe it'll are. become that way in Korea. Because as we all know, Korea has, basically has an ol- oligarchy. I mean, okay, this is getting really deeply into it. But for those who are uninitiated, Co- Korean society is largely like a two-class system where it's like you're either in with the oligarchs and an oligarch and by oligarch i mean the chipples like you know samsung hyundai stuff like that or you're like you know not in with the oligarchs like you're you're not in with those families your family's not affluent you don't come from like a more sort of like polished or you know almost aristocratic background and i feel like those are the type of people that can get away with anything like they like it doesn't matter if they smoke weed I mean, as long as they don't do it in public, you know, they they're not going to get like pulled over for their car smelling funny, you know. But like if you are from probably like a poorer area, you might not get that same sort of grace extended to you. Well, one thing, too, is if you get caught with it, like you're saying in public, like especially public figures, they get caught with it. It's like they get definitely get made an example of, I feel. Yeah, I I mean, again, I feel like that depends because it's like. And the reason why I feel this way, I, full disclosure, y'all, I have recently been consuming a lot of media about like the situation with the Chevals in Korea. 
and understanding just how much power they have. Like the one like a few years ago who basically forced the plane to turn back around because they didn't give her her macadamia nuts on a plate or something like that. Like, that's crazy. If they have that kind of power, what other kind of power do they have? Or like, for example, like literally hundreds, if not thousands of like workers die in Samsung factories like from cancer, from a, like that is allegedly and possibly linked to exposure in their factories. Do you think the government is going to like come down hard on Samsung? Not really, especially considering like now Korea's government is like super conservative. So no, they're always going to be in favor of the capital owners and not like the workers and, and the working class. So I do think that it's a system where it's like, it depends on who you are. Now, some people will be made an example of, but I do feel like that is only when the situation is, has gotten to the point where it's unavoidable, right? Like, I can't even, I think there was like one Samsung guy that went to jail. That's it. Or like, if you're talking about in the idol sphere, it's very different because with idols, they don't always come from powerful families. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a reason why B.I. got made an example of and not like any of the meth, like literal meth heads and meth dealers from the meth dealing like cartels in in South Korea. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. does that make sense? Well, like, I feel like I feel like it's the same thing with like. I think, OK, here's a good a good proxy. We always talk about like, oh, you know, the, the United States government is going to like come down on you for having such and such drugs. And it's like, no, depends on who you are, because the United States, I don't know if it's like an open secret, but like if y'all know anything about Free Ray Ricky Ross and like he was in with like the Mexican cartels, the United States was supplying guns to the Mexican cartels because they wanted to advance a certain like ideology. And so they were supplying like all of that stuff to the Mexican cartels and then not doing anything when the Mexican cartels were then shipping like cocaine and drugs into like the poor black and brown communities in the United States because they 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 were benefiting off of that. So it really does depend on who you are. Like that's like not a joke. You could be caught with like a bunch of drugs, but if like the CIA feels like they can benefit off of that, then they're not going to like prosecute you. And this happens in every country, right? Like it that is, you know, obviously like super capitalistic. It's just how corruption works. So yeah, that was a very like probably heavy. I didn't think that would get that heavy, <laughs> but that's a very heavy way of saying I do really think it's who you are that matters in terms of like whether or not the drug situation is enforced. And and that's different from like what the public thinks of you. Like that's not the same yeah. thing. The public is obviously right. going to have a negative view of you because that's like, you know, you feel in like their culture, right? Yeah. But like the government, is not going to do anything about it. It's like the same reason why like these sex people, like these sex traffickers don't get like prison time. You know what I mean? Or barely get a slap on the wrist. Because again, it's who you are and who you're exploiting that matters at the end of the day. Sad face emoji. Yeah. No, it's true. But also too, like, from what I'm reading, it's like really easy to get it out there. Like you can just get it off the internet. So if it's that easy, I've... (laughs) I was thinking marijuana or like yeah, drugs we, in general. Well, I mean, I assume that it's all forms of drugs, but I mean, yeah, yeah it's getting like, the dark web. Yeah, you can I, get, I just you know, that's just crazy to me. I'm sorry, like that the whole thing is like crazy to me. Like, do you just go to weed forums or something? Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's like I'm trying to wrap my head. 
wheat.com. <laughs> That's called the Silk Road. <laughs> or used to be. Oh, wow. So you, I, you learned. There are, like, wow. people sell wheat on, like, Facebook Marketplace. It's not different, Mandia. Well, yeah. Oh, I've people that sell, like, edibles and stuff on Instagram. But it's like, you got to know where to go. Yeah, like, it's one of those you have to know. Like, it's not a super open secret. You know what I mean? Like, people will use euphemisms and stuff. I'm not going to be, a, like, I'm not going to say everything. But, like, yeah. I'm sure people do. I've I've heard, right? So it's, like, it's not that far-fetched to believe, like, you can just get it anywhere in South Korea. Like, I think, <laughs> I think, I wonder how much of, like, the shock at that is, like, like, how much of that do you think is because you feel like Korea is super tough on crime? Well, I just feel like they're so passionate about weed. Like, weed is like this, <laughs> it's like, 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 it's worth. Like, you could be a pedophile, you could be like, you know, racist and homophobic. You can do all that kind of stuff and it's okay, kind of. But like, if you smoke or you want to smoke, like B.I. did, because B.I., there's no proof that he did it. It's just that he wanted to do it before he changed his mind. And it's like, you're, you're the devil. You know what I mean? Like, it's just insane to about- me. Like where they are as a society, it kind of makes sense because when America used to be in its kind of hyper conservative, goody two shoes, you know, all American phase, like that was the big thing was drugs are going to kill our children, our children's children. And, you know, say no, don't do drugs, you know, like I feel like that. Like, when society is in a specific place, like, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the, like, kind of the great boogeymen, you know? Yeah, that, it's like, easy to focus on these things while real problems kind of commence. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, yes, it's that's true. In that sense, yeah. Well, so also, Ash, to add to your point of, like, and then I guess we can move on because we've been talking about this for 15 minutes, but <laughs> to add to your point about, like, society being in a certain place, I also feel like, too, it's you have to understand their history, right? And like where they are located geographically, because East Asia, specifically like China, has has a really like terrible history with like drugs, opium specifically. The which opium were actually kind of super ironic, given that like meth is literally huge in not that meth is an opiate, but like meth is literally huge in those countries. But that's where that hesitancy comes from. Is like we saw what that did in the past and you know that it's kind of like shades of that in a way right so it's kind of i, I don't want to make comparisons because i feel like the moment we start making comparisons people are gonna be like oh y'all are this or that and y'all are making false comparisons so i don't want to do that but yeah that's just that's where i'm getting it yeah okay well i don't know i feel like i don't see it but i think that it's definitely going to have its own reckoning one day and like in this global world, you got to keep up, right? Especially since, like, maybe, like, you know, Korea will be like, listen, I don't care if you are in Canada. I don't care if you're in Zimbabwe. If you do weed and we find out you did weed, you're in trouble here. So, like, that's insane to me, <laughs> you know? And oh, I feel like, so, yeah, yeah, we never answered the main question, but now, oh. yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I do think on a global scale, it, it's going to come up more and more as, as time progresses and people you know, have to, opinions change over time. We've seen it here, you know, so definitely. But, you know, Thailand, it's it's legal, guys. You can recreationally smoke weed. I Thailand might not be but, the best okay. example of weed being legal because the, 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 the things I've seen, 
I've been I've been in literal like lady boy hooker bars in Thailand. So yes, I mean there's a lot of things you can do in Thailand. <laughs> that um... Thailand, New York, and Amsterdam. Those are three places for your 420 fantasy. Yeah. Well, Ugh. that being said, though, like you know, let us like we're gonna we're gonna set up a poll. We're gonna ask y'all: Is Korea ever gonna legalize weed? Vote yes if you agree with nobody here. <laughs> Vote no if you agree with everybody here. And also, guys. Like, maybe mention an argument we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. And also, guys, if you guys go to Korea, do not bring your shit with you. Do not try to buy it while you're out there. No. Nope. Do not. Do don't not even, even test fate, okay? Even check your medications before you go because someone yeah. else must be illegal there either. Yeah, because part mom, that's what happened to her, right? The yeah. stuff that she got was legal in America, but it was not legal in in, in Korea. And that's why she had that whole quote unquote. Maybe the moral of that story is like, don't <laughs> don't travel to Korea. Maybe the moral of that story, like if you have to check everything five times, maybe the moral of the story is like travel to <laughs> to Amsterdam. <laughs> I don't know. Just like right. yeah. Don't don't even take Advil and Tylenol. You can buy whatever they have out there. Whatever the Korean version of it is out there, buy it there. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I've actually yep. taken I've actually taken a Korean brand of Advil before, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why they're so concerned about weed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Right. come back. Maybe use. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of marijuana, two by two. <laughs> two by two is protesting the war in Vietnam. They are flower children. They're riding in their little Scooby Doo vans, playing the banjo. They might just join a cult, but they look good while doing it. I mean, it's freezing outside. It's freezing outside. It is freezing. And they did that photo shoot. They did them photo shoots like boobs out. And it's like freezing right now. Wild. Yeah. I'm excited. They look pretty. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, they look really pretty. And it looks like they're... Sorry, gosh. Oh, no, I was just commenting on their looks being like i feel like if you're going to go like the flower boy route that that's a good way to go yeah i was about to say i feel like the original like aesthetic for that that. like i feel like when you when you go back and you look at pictures of the 70s there's like two types of men that you get and one of the types of men is like you know i'm just gonna have the boobs out you know like wearing like a vest with like i don't know what's those things called shingles no, she goes. <laughs> oh, like the little yeah, frills. I know what you're about. The frills. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's actual word for it, but I know what you're talking about. Tassels. Tassels. That's the word. Tassels. I like a vest with tassels and my like form-fitting jeans, but that are not like actually skinny jeans. I'm. You know what? I'm actually kind of shocked though that so many of them do have chests out because one thing I know about K-pop is they're quick to put like an emoji over a stomach or a nipple, like. And I, I never knew why that was, though I do think that for some reason it does seem like it's linked to like fat phobia because I noticed they only do it when like the boy doesn't have abs. Oh, wow. It's kind of weird. I know sometimes they do stuff for like tattoos and things like that. Like, we'll make yeah, but even the tattoos, you know what? That should be our next poll. Should, <laughs> but even the tattoos, though, I do feel like Korea's becoming a lot more tolerant of that. But like, I don't know. There's something about showing your your chest that just seems, I don't know. 
Oh, it's like some idols can do it though, and they don't. Get but, the, the, but notice the idols that do do it, they all have six packs. I mean, you have like well, you it's, think about it's like it. a law. It's like a law. Like it's it's kind of like you know when they talk about crop tops and like how you can't be chubby or like even have an ounce of fat while you're wearing a crop top because it looks weird. You know, like it, it's kind of like that same kind of idea. Like you can't show skin unless it's conforming to certain aesthetics that are, you know, people agree upon, I guess, unofficially or officially. And it's not, you know, which is wild. I, I yeah. mean, look, I love their pictures. I love that they just look like, well, I was going to say, I love that they look like normal boys. I love that they have real lists. Okay. I mean, obviously they're all like skinny and like definitely conforming to that, but like they're not conforming to like the, you've got to be like super muscular to like not wear a shirt. I like that. I think that's a step in the right direction. I think they look great. I know the album's going to be great. I love Yanjin's hair. And I'm just interested in this new musical direction, though. Like, are they going to go the Bohemian? Oh. Like, going that route would be very interesting. Like, if they have music that sounded like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I, go. I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I would eat that up. That would be more likely to get a Grammy. No, you actually, Nat, as you say that, but you're unironically right, because I remember when Harry Styles started doing his little Fleetwood Mac thing, that's when he started being taken seriously. Yeah, no, they love that. They love that sound. Well, it's kind of the same, too, with TXT when they did their rock era. I feel like people really took them seriously at that time. I feel like nobody was really, like, people were talking about them during the GBGB era, but, like, not the same way. That they were talking about them during like their lover, loser ex lover, loser lover, kind of, yeah. zero by one love song, yeah, yeah, during that era. Like I feel like because it really was like like a rockish kind of sound, people were just like, oh, it's so different, and you know whatever. And it really was. It was amazing. Like it was such a great era. But I feel like people weren't talking about GBGB the same way. Like I didn't yeah, see things about it. It's yeah. literally like a downgrade. Like they have been building up to the loser lovers, yo by one love song era because it really when they really started to pop off, it was Can't You See Me. And yeah, Can't You See Me song. has a little bit of that, like, you know, slightly it's not punk, but it, it's like the music video is getting into that punk vibe. It's like really yeah. get, getting there. Mm-hmm. And then then they had like a flower boy era right after that where it was like pink hair and candy crop top. Like, Crop yeah. tops, and 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 that was actually a decent era too because that's when when people blue hour right started to be like huh blue hour blue yeah blue hour, hour era that's when people were starting to be like boys should wear crop tops and boys should mm-hmm. do this and boys should do that and that's when freaking Hyun and Kai started calling Yanjun Yanjun Nuna and that yeah. was like all over Twitter like because <laughs> Yanjun just kind of after a while just was like okay whatever and I, I think really people <laughs> started to see yeah people started to see them as like subversive which is weird yes. because like two by two is like, I feel like their music is, like, such easy listening that it's hard for me to look at them in that light. But when they released Zero by One Love Song, I was like, yeah, no, like, they're doing something none of these boys are doing, and they're doing it the best, like, the best way possible. And I think that they're, hopefully, hopefully they listen to us after GBGB, and they understood that, like, they're, what, they are more of, like, a like Ramones, like The Who. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. The Doors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be a good like kind of route for them to go down. I love for them to take over that space, even though none of them can play instruments. You can learn. The Wonder Girls did. You can learn. The instrument is actually, 
I mean, I play a couple instruments. I mean, um, they can be in training for all that many years, and we should be able to learn some instruments. Actually, Ash, you make a great point. I don't understand why they don't teach them at least one instrument when they're training, because they clearly ain't teaching them nothing else. <laughs> okay, came out with Black Eye last year, and we didn't talk about it, but it was all over Twitter. I'm, I really do want to listen to it, because people are like, this is so good. Like, he's in his rock boy era, and... Again, following in the footsteps of his two by two. So I really want to listen to it. I have a question. Ask I personally like Burner. It's the yes. time before. How you call yes. it a mixtape and it only has one song? Please explain that to me. Please explain that to me. That ain't a mixtape. That's a single. You dropped a single, Vernon. Okay. But yes. like, <laughs> they, I feel like, you know what I feel like is happening? I feel like anytime, if you, if you, if your role in your group is rapper and you come out with something solo, like away from your group, you're going to call it a mixtape. Uh, I don't know why, yeah. but it's like a rule. So yeah. look, I'll listen to the mixtape with one song. Okay. <laughs> I'm interested in it. Park Jin Young? Are we talking about? Not okay. JYP. Not JYP. We're talking about oh, JYP gosh. from God's You didn't Seven. even let me finish. I wanted to ask a fun question. Okay, okay. we're talking yeah. about JYP from God's Seven. Look, I have no comment. I think, I'm actually really interested in what, what he can do. Like, I'm really interested in what he's going to do because I have no idea. Because if you listen to, like, some of their B-sides that he has written are some of my favorite songs. Like, Wave, Love You Better, Run Away. Like, a lot of the songs, Thank You. Like, he's written some of the best songs for GOT7. Him, JB, and Young J, in my opinion. And so I'm really interested. <laughs> I, I really am interested in what he's going to do because his taste, it's, it's like he likes a lot of different sounds. So I, don't, I can't really pin it down to be like, oh, I think he's going to do, like, you know, with Yu-Gi-Oh! and JB, you know they're going to do, like, R&B. Chris Brown sounding sexual, oh. but probably playing around with it, you know, kind of that's what they're gonna do. Bam Bam is gonna do probably yeah. like Bam Bam actually has been the most versatile, him and Jackson, and they've been doing like a lot of different things, but they still sound them, like themselves and they still like what they've dropped is still in line with kind of what they did with God Seven. But like Jin Young, I don't know. I really don't know. So I'm really excited <laughs> because of that. And he has his online concert. I didn't buy a ticket. I only didn't buy a ticket because I fell asleep during JB's one last time. So I was like, listen, if I'm up and I'm going to stay up, I'll buy a ticket. If I'm not, I'm just going to catch, you know, the YouTube version later because there will be a YouTube version. Okay. I have a take based on this. Yeah. Because people will say that it's disrespectful to fall asleep at live events. And I, I just have to say this. Sometimes it ain't got nothing to do with the quality of the event, how loud it is. If you really are that tired, you will fall asleep. And I, I used to not believe this until last year. I was at an event and I straight up just fell asleep and I don't know how. And I, I just, I was so tired. Listen, so, it's happened to me enough times. Sometimes well, you just fall asleep. Well, also, this is at like four o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, because it's set in Korea. So, like, that was also a yeah. factor on why I was tired. Because, like, I got up for Young Jays. I got up for BM Bams. I got up for the GOT7 one. I don't know what happened to your JBs. I was just so tired. And I just, like, kept falling asleep. And I just, like, crashed. So, it is what it is. It is really what it is. But I'm definitely very excited to see what he does. Especially since he's going to enlist this year. So, that's probably the only music we'll get for him for a while. Yeah, him right. and JB well, have been worse, so, yeah. Uh, Girls on top, stamp yeah. on it. 
I just want to talk about this. Is that okay? Am I tripping or huh? That's a song we listened to. Okay, I thought they were called "Got the Beat." I thought they were too. But like, "Got the Beat" is like the over. It's supposed to be like an NCT thing, and then "Girls on Top" is like a subunit under it. Like you know, SME don't do anything clearly. They want to be complicated as possible. Because I looked it up too, and I'm like, because I thought it was "Got the Beat," right? Because if you look him up on on Apple Music, that's what it comes up, right? As for me. But it says Got the Beat is a South Korean supergroup. And it's the first subunit is called Girls on Top. And that's what this is, Girls on Top. So I'm so assuming are they Justice League of K-pop then? The girl, yeah, the female version of, you know, like in, in Avengers Endgame, when all they had that really like super crazy, cringy scene where all the girls are trying to save Peter. And you're just like, it was so heavy handed and, and it made me roll my eyes because it was so stupid. But like, that's what this is kind of feeling like. Oh my God, you just spoil Endgame for me. I did not because that's literally like not even two minutes of like that one scene. <laughs> Whoa, you, should, that, you had a better comeback. You should have been like, that movie came out 10 years ago. You can't spoil it. I mean, it also oh, did. <laughs> but I think yeah, Girls on okay. Top is just like, that's probably like the Avengers subunit and they'll probably have like a ballad subunit and they'll probably have like, you know, different types of subunits, like how at the SMCU concert thing that we were watching some of the videos from, they had like different mashups. I feel like that might be what they're going to be trying to do with God the Beat. It's like NCT. And then everything else. Well, is- Stamp on it yeah. was good. It just had, it just... No energy. I mean, they were all looking very, very low energy. Like, hey, low energy. They didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know they didn't want to be there. It's just, it's almost like they didn't even know where they were at. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a fan of these subunit supergroups as long as they keep doing mashups. Like, that was the one thing I really liked when we watched the year-end stuff. I feel like they haven't... I mean, even though it was just from SM, like, I feel like in general we haven't seen enough of that in, like, such a long time of just, like, dying girl groups getting together and doing songs and not being afraid to, like, touch each other or look each other in the eyes. And I don't know, I, I, I miss that. I miss the special stages, like when they were really special stages. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you had some random mashups at the SMCU thing as well too, right? So they're keeping it fresh. I think maybe you're just throwing darts at a wall and saying, and, and hoping something, you know, comes. But see, that's, what, that. that's what you need to do. Like you can't, it's almost like you can't really plan for this post, for this post Hollywood wave part three, you know, yeah. I can't really plan for that. Cause it's like, it's clearly in a decline globally. So you have to like, just, you know, figure out what's going to stick with your, your primary audience until you have another wave, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Uh, fun flags. Well, that was a footnote. So I don't <laughs> know if it's come out yet. Look, okay. Y'all know how I feel about Monster X music. It's like they had one album that was basically a masterpiece. And they've never re- re- replicated it. So I was just like, oh. okay, I'll just wait until they replicate it. Yeah, I mean, I did listen to Beautiful Liar. And it's from their album that was released on January 9th today. It's called Reason. And Beautiful Liar is a cute song. But yeah, once again, like, All About Love was, is just everything. And I have yet to really connect to Monza X with Korean music. But I want to. So I will definitely give this a listen later. And hope for the best but 
Hello. I don't know. Hello. Any, but anyways, yeah, let's get into the topics. Uh, so the first thing I want to say and, you know, report on is that Hey Chen from NCT is going to take a break because, you know, they'd be working him like they'd be working Mark. They just be like doing everything, basically. And so he is mm-hmm. to temporarily halt promotion for health reasons. And like it sounded pretty serious because they said that he'd experienced abnormal conditions such as heart palpitations, chest tightness, and more. So he did actually end up having to go to the hospital and they recommended that he rest. So he was a, like NCT dropped the Two Baddies repackage recently with the song. And I think Ayo, no, I, actually the album's not out yet. And the song is, the title for that is called Ayo, Aya, something some, so. So that's something he's going to be not a part of. And I don't know, maybe something with Dream is going to come up as well, like a repackage for Glitch. Well, it's not the album they dropped last year. So, so, and also they're on tour. NCT's on tour. Or they're going on tour. Yeah. So I mean, they're literally in Chicago right now. So yeah. at least three of them are. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate that this has come up now. But like, if he needs rest, that's the number one goal. And I'm happy that they're taking it seriously. Because we know how K-pop be sometimes. They'd be like, just dance yeah. through the pain. Dance through the pain. No, I mean, that's for real. And, and yeah. you know, their members have been having a lot of like injuries lately okay. and health issues. And I know their fans were really upset because they felt like they were specifically, they call them Mahe, Mark, and Hechan. They feel like oh. they're very overworked because they they literally have two different units, sometimes three or more. And with Mark being in Super M, that's like yep. another thing that he's doing. So it's just like he kind of doesn't get, like, get a real break, I guess is what people are saying. And I totally understand that. I think, I personally used to be of the mindset that like, Oh, nine to five people work like this. You know, people with office jobs work like this. But now I understand that, like, it's less about, like, oh, they should work as much as people in average jobs and more about, like, everybody, regardless of your job, should be able to have boundaries with your job. I'm not even saying that's, like, what his situation is. Like, I'm not even saying that his conditions are related to working so much, though we do know that, like, some of those symptoms can be stress related. Not saying that it is. Not a doctor, but I am saying that, like, hopefully he's able to get rest if this is what it is. Obviously, I really, really, really enjoy Hechan. I think he's so talented and it would be really a shame for him to not be able to do the things either he wants to do or like, you know, reach his potential or whatever because he's being overworked or because like maybe there's health issues that are not being taken account of. So I do like that, like, he's getting his time to have off. I will say that if he wasn't so important to the whole NCT experiment and if he wasn't such a talented and popular figure, I don't even know if, like, the company would allow him to do this. Let's be real. Like, I do think that companies do look at it like if you don't have any bargaining power, which we'll we'll see later. We actually have a story like that. Like, if you don't have any bargaining power, you can't, you know, you got to do what we say and it's got to be on our terms. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying SM would do that, but I'm just saying like, come on out. SM would do that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Actually, like I'm looking at the their concert schedule and like they are in Chicago tonight. And then they have two more tours, like two more concert dates this week, one in Houston and one in Atlanta. They were supposed to actually fly back to Japan for two shows on the 15th and the 16th. 
which would have been next week, Monday, Tuesday. And then they were going to start their Latin leg in Brazil on the 18th. So Jesus. that is like three different, that's like four or five different con- like climates at that, okay? And honestly, planes are a hotbed for COVID on top of that. So I, I feel like... Yep. And then on top of all that, really like good. the jet lag, people yes. don't think it's not stuff like that. Like when are they going to sleep? Planes are not comfortable. Traveling like that is not comfortable. No. Traveling like that ain't even, it's like not normal. It's like, it's weird. Also mental health, like sometimes being away from home even is like, you know, a stressor. Like just going in that many places in basically two weeks, not even two weeks, like less than two weeks is, I could not imagine. Like that's actually, now athletes sometimes have to do stuff like that, you know, being in different places within like days. Yeah. That being said, though, it's like athletes also usually rest in their off season. They have like a full couple of months where they do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so, train and, and drink. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and commit crimes. Yes, but yeah. I, I, I just yeah, that's my my take on it. Ash, I, I know you. You're probably not that familiar with Hedgehog. I'll tell you this: he's the backbone of NCT. Man can sing. We always, it's funny because somebody changed his Wikipedia one day and said that he was Beyonce's son. Very <laughs> funny. They do call him Full Son because he's known for like, you know, he's got like naturally tan skin. His name literally means like Head, Chan. It's like Full Son. So he's just adorable and nice seems like a sweet a kid. positive description of someone. <laughs> well, not all of his members think that way, but <laughs> But the company did give him his name be, and it's meant to be like a positive, like cute thing, not a negative thing. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about this topic in general or like Hitchon in specific. No, not really. I'm just kind of learning from you. I don't really. Good luck to this Hitchon fellow. Hope that he gets better soon. Yeah. Hitchon, he literally my second favorite after Mark. Out. It's Mark. No, actually, after Johnny. It's Mark, Johnny, HN, and then Tail. Because Tail is the, he is actually the Beyonce of this group. Like, that, that man can sing. Yeah, like, he's, uh, he's not the vocal, right? Like, <laughs> like, he be doing runs that, like, everyone just, like, mouth again. Like, they're just shocked. Like, there's nothing in any of these demos that he can't do. And he just does it like it's nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just, like, stops and he's like, yeah, good to go. And everyone's just like, oh, oh my God, wait, can yeah. I? This makes me think of something really quick. I'll just say this. This, this, because this is a K pop topic. There, have y'all seen that little article going around? And I think it's got one of them little New Jeans girls as like the face of it. And the article is from like one of the like Soompi type websites. And it's like, do you think idols should have to sing live? Yeah. And like everybody's reaction to this is like, I do you think surgeons should know surgery? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I will say, Idol, like the whole idol system is not built on people being actual vocalists. I feel like it's more built on people being actual visuals, more so like I think being a visual is more important than being able to sing. And so I and also too, but no, you're not you're not like reinventing the wheel here. You're like, no, 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 no. But also too, like I want to like link it to that reason that this is even going around is that Wan Young from Ivy was lip syncing while sitting down on a chair. Like, yeah, literally man, sitting down on a chair. And she was like, and this is, and the funny thing about this is, I like, Ivy, it has all, like, from last year, like, around the summertime, they were getting blasted for lip singing. Like, because it was so obvious. And they, and they were so shook by that. They started singing live in their shows. And voices were cracking the whole time. And 
it was like kind of crazy that they went from that to her then go, turning around and literally sitting in a chair and lip syncing this song that she's not even singing that like she's not it's she's crazy because like, it's no. like <laughs> it's like at this point at this point why are you not just a VTuber? Like, why are they not just like, isn't that what that's called? Like when it's like an animated person who like is like the animated idol type thing. You know what I'm talking about? It, it started popping off like last year. Like, yeah. That's ever since es- Espa, the avatars. Yeah. 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 Well, like, what's the difference? Did we not have a Patreon like mini sold about like that? Because I remember I had a hot take on that. I think we did. Actually. I think we did. And I think I did say something along the lines that they should just like if they're just gonna be lip syncing, you might as well just av- like use avatars. Don't even don't even hire people. Like what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, you know what? Maybe that will be a discussion topic for like like we can actually get deep into it. Because I feel like it's not like you can't use this. There's more nuance that is needed for this conversation because there's different types of idols. There's different types of idol groups. And the different generations of idols have different priorities. So fourth gen doesn't have a priority for seeing. We know this. Look at all the fourth gen groups and like hear them. Look at especially the popular ones. I I resent that. (laughs) I mean, I I can only speak for girls because those are the ones that I'm more familiar with. But please, 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 like no shade. And you know I love my girl group. But please t- try to point out an actual vocalist, like a singer in Ivy, Lisa Femme, New Jeans, who else is there? WJSN, like all these groups. I personally don't consider most of these. Oh, InMix. I mean, no, 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 no. The, the, what's her name? Liz? Liv? From InMix? Lily, Lily. She can sing. That. Oh, I was just working with girl groups. Yeah. But she's like one of the only she could she was up there singing with A Lee, okay? She can sing. Stacy has singers too. Stacy Stacy does have singers, but Stacy also mostly sing live. I would say ninety percent of the time they sing live. So just uh that's them and actually Silent G Idol, they also sing live. So those are like but those are not those are exceptions. They're not the rule, right? The rule is the other groups. So, but you know, that can be definitely like, we'll put a pin in that because I feel like that's a bigger conversation. And I definitely think it, it does come down to companies. It comes down to the generation of the idol. I feel like the closer you are to people like Whitney, Michael, and Janet, the more talented you are. That's just my opinion on it. I'm not here to argue yes. anybody about that. That's you just know, like, when, it, when, the standard, when the standard is that high, like you have to be good. You know what I mean? At yeah. The, so, yes. Yeah. If, if your standard is Taylor Swift, and I had no shade to Taylor Swift because she has some, she has bops. But like when your standard is Taylor Swift. But she's not like a singer though. You know what I mean? She's that's not, what I mean. I like Taylor and her music. But she, but, yeah, but she's like a, a top selling, you know, stadium. Well, she's a fellow artist. Girl, I mean, yeah. okay. Like for example, I, I like Britney. I like some of Britney's music. Britney's not a singer. Like I would not pay Britney Spears to sing to me. Like, if it was, come on, stop playing with yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I as I said, like I feel like this is definitely a more of a mini-sode on Patreon episode, sort of, but yeah. in comparison <laughs> to this, because we could talk about this all day and, like, there's no yeah, one answer. Good. There's Yeah, there's no one answer to this. There's so many different things that you have to take into account, so it's fine. But let's get to the next topic. So, you know, good news. SF9's Dawan saved the man's life, so he, which caused him to miss a fan sign. 
And I was like, I bet you the fans are probably still pissed because this man had to like, <laughs> we had like a valid reason to miss the fan sign, but you know fans, they can be pissed sometimes, right? So basically he saved the man's life by administrating first aid to a man who had a heart attack in a sauna, which is amazing because a lot of people don't even know how to do first aid. Uh, Wait, why so, was he in a sauna? Never mind. Maybe he was just, you know, before the... He was bathing at the sauna that he regularly use, uses and he saw somebody who had cardiac arrest and following the instructions oh. of the paramedics over the phone, he did his best to administer oh. emergency first aid and the patient was handed over to paramedics once they arrived at the scene. And so basically, they, after discussing it with him, his company decided it was probably best for him to rest, which, I mean, being in such a high-stress, anxiety-filled kind of situation like that, I would definitely also recommend resting right after and not going to a fan beep. But yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? I, I such a yeah. Yes, that's a story. That is like the best story out of K-pop that I think we've done in real time. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like so, so good and heartwarming to hear. Also, shout out to SF9 in general, because one of their members is so fine. Y'all <laughs> all know who I'm talking about, too. Wait, um, is it the same one? No, it's not the same one. No, no. When I say y'all, I, I was mean, meaning the listeners. Maybe yes. y'all know too. He's so fine, and I never remember his full name. Mm. Um, I think it's Taeyeon. Let, let me look. All I know, maybe, yes, I, I actually I hear friends. a lot about that member from that group. I feel like that's the only member oh, I ever yeah. hear about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's Rowan. It's Rowan. 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 Sorry. Oh, yeah, I think that's the one you hear about because he can sing or whatever. But, y'all, also, I just did something real stupid. I did Google Taeyong and forgot that there was Taeyong in Big Bang. So, like, don't do that. Yeah. I Google Yu Taeyong, like his actual name. The pictures on here don't really do him justice. You have got to see this man in motion on video. He's got, like, beautiful skin. He's got such a unique look that you don't really see from... He, I'll, I'll put it, like, very bluntly. He looks not fully Korean. Like, he has a unique look because of that, I feel, to me, right? And he's got, like, a really great body. And I don't know what he does successfully in that group, but he looks real about <laughs> SF9 is the only fan meet I've ever been to, and that was by accident, so... I'm done. I, I kind of <laughs> stumbled into it, but it was... I mean, they're probably big potatoes now, but it was, like near one of the studio scenes. It was like right in the middle of this open area. And it was a pretty small group of fans, but they were all really excited. And I just remember they were very, very white. Very white. You mean the group or the fans? The group. The group. Like the pale? Group. Really? Yeah, like ah. pale. I mean, it's probably okay. the makeup that they were wearing is what I expect. Probably. I, I do, like, they all wear super pale makeup. But like, this particular member who I'm talking about, he's actually like, I mean, obviously his pictures are always super pale, but like if I ever see him in video, like live or, you know, whenever they're, you know, even though he obviously they're styling them in white makeup, you can still tell he's got super tan skin. Well, it's been a while and I may not have paid attention to all of them because I didn't know who they were at all. I think somebody, one of the fans was like, because we were like, who's that? Who's that? Was there someone else? And somebody was like, SF9, like we, we were supposed to know, but yeah, they said. Anish, you trying to get us killed from every angle. Right? Let's No, this is. I thought we were supposed to know who they are. Who are these? I people? mean, this is when they were literally first starting. So oh, okay. I, I think I have an excuse there. But 
I mean, ah. like obviously their their fan meets are probably way bigger than they were back then, but they they seem sweet. Yeah. They're way they're FN FNC group. That's very interesting. yeah. I posted the picture, a picture, yeah. and he's uh, it's still not even doing him justice because I feel like it, it. I just I'll say this. I understand, you know, I've been in K-pop for how many years now? I understand what the makeup artist's honey is going to do. But makeup <laughs> artist's honey, I'm going to need you to learn how to blend. I'm going to need you to learn. Finally, please. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. But Rarun, he is an actor. So I, I have heard of him because he was in like super popular dramas last year, like The King's Affections, which was actually 2021. And extraordinary you which was like his really his breakout role so he's actually pretty well known in korea and i think he did help raise like the status of F- f9 but I oh see- yeah he's young yeah he's born 96 oh he's six too mm, i see why he's an actor <laughs> all right great and uh, other good news you and lee jung Suk have confirmed that they are dating and some of the cutest notes i'm not gonna read them but like the cutest notes to their fan and this man was so in love with her from the start. Like he, he was talking about, like it finally came out after the dating rumors like were confirmed that like when she was dating this other dude, he was so depressed like that whole time. And then when he saw that he actually like had a chance after she broke up with that man, he was like, I'm going to, fi- I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, take this step and, and try it out because they were, you know, friends for a while. He wasn't sure if he could, like, he wanted to ruin that because what if she said, you no, you know, like, that would kind of mess up the relationship, you know? But he seems like he's so into her, like, whenever they meet, he wants her to be so comfortable. So he, like, rents out entire hotel floors so that they can have, like, a private dinner or privacy. It's, I'm, yeah, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. I'm rooting for I, them. I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting. Crazy. You know, it's weird. So I had yeah. Google Rowan. And then yeah. I Googled Lee jong And Rowan still came up. Also, Cha Unu came up. And Cha Unu, Unu is starring in this, like, new drama that's, like, he's playing he's a, a priest. priest. Yeah. And it's, like, literally the... It's like a 12-year-old. It's like two 12-year-olds in a trench coat. Like, he looks, looks like a baby. And it's so weird. <laughs> He's still hot. But um, it's just funny. Dying. But I'm yeah, dying. this Jungsu guy, he also looks really, really young. Like, I don't he's know. How old she is, I think, born, I thought she was born in 94. But it could be that she's younger. 93. 93. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I knew yeah. she was around that. Like, like I'm pretty sure he's an older guy. Like he was born in he's 33. Sure. So he's, yeah, he's born That's in great. 89. His face, his face yeah. looks 10. So whatever he's doing. Yeah. Well, you know, like, he's funny. probably swimming in like the baby water. What do you call it? I don't know. The fountain of you. The fountain yeah, of the you. Fountain <laughs> the baby water. You know what's Ash. funny though is that like so, I read this because I didn't know this, but apparently like Jungkook from BTS was a big is a big fan of IU. And he went to one of her couple, no, he went to like a bunch of concerts she had in like South Korea. He went to like all three days or something. And of course, fans were like, oh, maybe, oh, he finally get to meet IU. Are they going to be together? And somebody was like, he's probably too young for IU. And they're like, I IU is the I some news for y'all about IU and Jungkook. But yeah, IU's what? She's the nation's what? Well, she's the nation's like little sister, right? Yeah, like, they love her. She's <laughs> yes. I, Do y'all I, know that like people on Twitter are like mad that 
like non Koreans say stuff like that? Really? Like what? the nation's maknae or like the nation's like boyfriend or something like that? I can like, see if somebody like taking issue with it. They're like, I, you don't even live in Korea. And I'm like, yeah, but we see them say it. That's so. not what people are saying. Like, are they saying what the Koreans are saying? Yeah, I right? mean, yeah, they're not making Are it they up. saying, like, if you put that label on someone or if yeah, it's a label yeah. you already No, no, no. They're saying, they're saying that, like, when y'all say such and such is the nation's this, you don't even live in Korea. Like, you're not Korean. Like, shut up. And I'm like, well, I only say it if I've Koreans heard. Are saying. Yeah, if right. I've heard them say it. Yeah, I'm saying. We're not making it up. We're not making it up. Like we're not. We're not saying pronouncing that. I don't know who's somebody we all like. We're not pronouncing that like twice is the nation's girl group. Like we're not saying that. You're saying that. that. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I don't know. It's funny. It's really stupid. But yeah, I'm really happy for them. I'm hoping that Lee Jung Suk doesn't mess this up because you know. He's definitely, he's, he's getting, the, he's living the good life right now. So, sir, you know, don't be like some of these men on in these streets, okay? And also get chapstick because his lips always look dry. When I watch Romance is a book bonus, his lips look dry a lot. I was just like, <laughs> that's kind of wild because usually the first thing I notice about like Korean celebrity men is they always look like they're wearing, like they just got done sucking on a pork chop. Like their lips are always super greasy, like never dry. <laughs> I see them. It looks some of the boy groups are always putting on like lip tint, not tint. It's like lip gloss, lip gloss, or lip tint, or something. Yeah, maybe some combination lip tint, lip gloss. Because sometimes BTS's lips look because it's like yeah. Sometimes BTS's lips look really red. Yeah, because like what like and also too is like the strategy that they do too. So like you make the outside of your lips look really pale, especially your top lip. They they really focus on that because, like, if you... This is something that, like, okay, this sounds like it's a tangent. It kind of is. But when I was growing up, I never understood, like, when I saw cartoon cartoon characters who were supposed to be characters of color who had a darker upper lip than the bottom lip. Like, the bottom Mm -hmm. would be pink, and then, like, the upper lip would be a little bit darker. And then as I got older, I realized, oh, that's just, like, how lips are if you are, like, a melanated person. And then when you look at Korea, obviously, like, Koreans are, have high amounts of melanin, even though they don't (laughs) want us to believe that. So what they do to, like, make the top lip not look dark is, like, you make it pale and then you just put red tint, lip tint in the middle, which y'all knew knew this, but I'm just explaining to people who don't. You put red lip tint in the middle, but then, like, as you go out on the lips, you, like, you literally put like found like foundation concealer stuff like that to like make it blend in with your the rest of your skin if that makes yeah. sense yeah to yeah. make it paler it's kind of like I, I don't want to say strange because I know people are gonna jump on me for saying that I've but it is kind of like a what is black that people about, you know? do it and it looks kind of strange on our lips like I have yeah. to admit, it like it makes sense like I didn't know why they did it necessarily but yeah it makes sense. But um, even doing like certain like it can just like ashy, I think is really absolutely sometimes the problem. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's the problem. Your lips look dry. I'm sorry. Get some <laughs> some petroleum. How do you do? Uh, <laughs> not you exposing us like this. <laughs> <laughs> that took me back to like the early two thousands. All right. 
Right. So next, good news. I actually wasn't on Twitter for a couple of days. And when I got on, I saw all of this great news about YG Entertainment. So fun, well, well, not fun fact, but YG was uh, basically in court all of last year because of the whole BI situation, you know, where he had threatened that girl that I can't remember her name who had exposed top before and and bi for wanting to buy drugs allegedly but he so in bad news he is not going to jail because he was not found guilty of you know coercion or threatening or anything like that it's funny like the court said like yes we acknowledge that what you did was very sketchy but not enough for us to convict you basically so that's bad news but in good news there was a bit of an exodus from yge where Icon, as a group, decided that they would no longer be signed to YGE. So basically, they said they're going to... Well, Bobby got mouths to feed now, so he can't (laughs) be worrying about what YGE doing. Right. He he got little Bobby, Bobby Jr., to be taken care of. And so it's great that they left, as I said, as a group, and they're still going to be a group. They're just going to be at a different company. I can't remember. They already signed to a new company, actually. So we should see more from them shortly. And basically, it said as well, too, that Daesung and Taeyang both left YG Entertainment as well. But Taeyang has signed to the Black label. So we will still be forced to know about Teddy and speak about Teddy because he's going to be the new CEO for Taeyang. Daesung, I don't see any news about where he's going or what he's doing, but he's not there. I mean, I personally think he should just go to Japan because he's very popular over there and he's much loved and appreciated. Korea don't like him really, to be honest. So I hope that he goes to Japan and like, you know, makes money there. And on top of that, we know that Pop had earlier left YGE. And so we're still waiting for G-Dragon. And you know, if G&D leaves YG Entertainment, that stock is going to plummet. So we're still waiting on pins and needles to see what's going to happen. But he's also, unfortunately, one of the most loyal people out there. So I could see him staying with YG and still working with Teddy and, and whatnot. But yeah, he's. I don't think he's going to be leaving. So yeah, also... If the, we, is, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, yes. if the board of directors at YG was smart, yeah. they would enter into a very aggressive, like image rehabilitation plan and what they would they do a lot of symbolic stuff right like they denounce young Suk. they would distance themselves from him they'll talk about how you know they would hire an all-new executive suite they would talk about how they're committed to like you know doing i don't know legal stuff stuff legally I, I don't know how do you talk about like we will not do illegal stuff in the future they would, you know what I mean like they how would they would basically mean? do their best to like that's what a lot a lot of companies have done that like they would do like basically what Disney did to get rid of like the reputation of being like a racist anti-semitic company you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely but also another thing that Disney did that was really good was like Disney produced consistent bops like top tier film experiences I don't know that YG has produced top tier music experiences in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I heard which might have some truth to it is that some of these like exoduses are just people moving to the black label. So it may be their way of cleaning house without really cleaning houses. Like they said, Teddy 
is running the black label and it's right next door to YG. So how separate are they really? I mean, it's it's just a subsidiary of YG Entertainment. Okay. It's literally just out under it. I mean, I personally think that Teddy should have like become more independent, but because he still was such a creative force for everybody basically at YGE. It made sense for it to be a subsidiary, but now with everything that's going on and like, I don't think you can rehab YG, the man. So I think the best thing that they could do is rehab the company, as Jimin mentioned. And I like, I don't know. I just feel like that's what they should have done last year, but they didn't. And I think now this is just the result of it. The fact that like, I mean, we're talking about Korea legalizing weed and this is like the druggest company, like the biggest drug companies in like all the entertainment companies in Korea, you know, like people literally associate YG entertainment with drugs. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's saying something that it's gone so bad as a reputation for the company that they all left. You know what I mean? And they also lost, Treasury already lost two members as well too, including one that was crazy popular. And really? Yeah, they lost Bang Yadam and Mashiho, who I don't know if it's Bang Yadam or Mashiho, but one of them was very popular from what I was like reading. That sounds like a mom move, like a parent pulled them out of that. I think it's Bang Yadam because I feel like I heard that name around a lot. Yeah, I think so too. So it's, I I don't know, because Mashiho was, it sounds like he was not doing well. And it looks like Bangy Dam is pursuing, wants to pursue his career as a producer. So that's really very interesting things to, to sort of like shift to. But the biggest news outside of GD is that Blackpink, we haven't heard any contract negotiations like going on with them. And we know that their contracts were up. So we don't know what's going to happen with Blackpink, especially since they're on, they're still on tour technically. So maybe they're waiting for them to come home to discuss it, but a lot of people don't see Blackpink continuing either. I mean, what's the use of them making music when most of what they do is not make music? (laughs) Well, I don't think YG cares as long as they're making money. That's true. But I mean, for the girls, I'm saying more so, right? Because there are people in the group that actually want to make music like Rosie. So it's unfortunate that they literally cannot because of management. So... I could see they're moving to, to the black label, to be quite honest. So, because you know, they love them some Teddy. So, eh? mm-hmm. we're, we're going to watch that, I guess, as that continues. Okay, so the next topic is that Luna. <laughs> so we, I mean, we already discussed a lot of stuff going on with Luna. So remember that Luna's um, company, Blackberry, had said that they had to come back during all of this, like, ne- like contract stuff that they had going on with like not just you but the girls as well too well luna fans did one thing that other k-pop fandoms have been unable to do and that's actually successfully boycott comeback so to the point that blackberry had to come out and say that this comeback is now put on hiatus and it's it's they don't know really when it's going to come back so yeah more power more power to them, yeah. Like, come on, guys. Thank you. Like, use your power for good. That's all we want. I just, okay. So the next topic is really just something that I wanted to mention because I think it's, like, going to be a pretty cool show. So Mnet, I mean, they basically have some of the best sort of, you know, shows, like, in terms of reality shows and whatnot. They're going to be doing a collaboration show 
called it's called the Mnet Prime Show, and it's going to be a new music project that highlights two artists in one performance. And what I like about what I expect from it is that it's throwing people together who you don't expect. So the first collaboration is going to be with with Psy and Silent G Idol, which I think is actually going to be kind of dope. So um, really excited to see yeah. how that kind of comes apart, like comes about, and like what they do and like how that works. So yeah. Interesting. Uh, anything else, Amra? No. Okay. I think with Psy, there yeah. might be a chance that we get the same old Psy stuff. But okay. Soyang will be there, so I feel like she might try to like change it up a bit. So I'm interested. <laughs> She's gonna want that ethnic hip hop sound, you know. And Psy might have to be like, "Girl, you need to stop." So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I don't think Psy would do that somehow. I mean, Sai seems like a cool dude, but he, and I feel like even though he's incorporated like hip hop and stuff like that, it never felt appropriative, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But this next one, you're going to have to explain, Jimin. Okay. So as y'all may or may not know, recently after SZA dropped her most recent album, SOS, she went on SNL to promote. And she sang, performed this fake song with like Kiki Palmer and like some other people on SNL called Big Boy. Like, I need a big boy or something like that. I don't know how the beat goes. I also don't want to get copyright strike. Point is, is like the song like is about like needing a big as in like plus sized man. Right. Uh, And that's not this person's been making. Uh, okay. So this has been making the rounds because somebody on Twitter, you know, Stan Twitter was like, okay, y'all are saying this, but like, who are the real big boys, like, you know, out there that deserve love? And the first part of the discourse was like, a lot of people were just posting muscular men and calling them big boys, like, you know, like football type players, you know, like professional athletes. That's not a big boy, obviously. You know, we're talking about you know, not the stereotypical idea of like, it's kind of like the insulting thing when like Victoria's Secret models are like, here's a plus size model and it's like a size six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of that. So people are like, no, the real big boys. And then that's when the infamous Shindong edit <laughs> to this song popped off. And oh Lord, <laughs> all I know is Stan Twitter was ripping into the Shindong edit because it's like clips of Shindong, quote unquote, being like a bad, a bad bitch. I'm, I'm whispering, bad bitch. And, you know, people are like, really? <laughs> Out of all of the big boys you could have chosen to make this edit for, you made it for him? And the discourse is about, does Shindong deserve rights despite being a big boy? <laughs> okay. I thought we would discuss it here. Rights for what exactly? Just rights. You know, you have ever heard like when people on the internet, they say, do men deserve rights? Like stuff like that. I don't say that because, you know, I'm not 12. But like because Shindong is just like repeatedly been like a terrible person. And people are like, but he's a big boy. Like, you know, and he's like the only representation. It's like is all representation. Good representation. So, and I don't know. It was just a whole argument on Twitter. That, and I that said, doesn't, that doesn't like cancel out who he is as a person. You know, if he's a shitty person, 
It doesn't matter whether he's big or skinny. He's a yeah, but I guess basically like so. The thing with Shindog is that a lot of times people try to use him as like this pro. I don't know, just like as representation because like he really is the only person who you could you know say is technically like plus size in K-pop because obviously you know skinny is 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 the best option for everybody. It's the only option for everybody. So a lot of times people try to use him as this form of like representation. And I think that's what they're trying to say here. Personally, I like... Hasn't he himself been sizest against women? Yeah, because he he has gone on record and says that I am a boy, you are a girl. It's okay for me. It's not okay for you. Well, then all bets are off as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And even though he, like, people be like, oh, he apologized. He's learned from that. I'm like, I don't think he learned from that one. But also, too, like, he knew what he was doing and he knew what he was saying. He's probably just, like, apologizing because people called him out on it, right? Like, it's not because he actually doesn't believe in that. And also, too, like, I don't know. For me personally, you know, like, I listen to Super Junior. I don't care. But, like, he has... He just comes across as like, like he's a great person on variety, but he seemed like not that cool of a dude. Like I've, I specifically remember when he came back from the military and they were asking him who, which idols, you know, helped him get through his enlistment, which is also just like a girl's question to ask. And, you know, I just feel like his answer just was kind of weird to me. And I don't know. I personally don't think Shindog deserves rights, but you know, that's <laughs> <my opinion. laughs> like I say all that to say that I personally don't like that dude. I, I just really don't. I mean, I don't know him. So maybe like in, in like when you're with him, he is a different person. He's likable. I've just never found him to be likable. Do I think he's like a good dancer? Yeah. He's a great dancer. And yeah, you know what? Like, I think that K-pop should have different body types, but I feel like if you're going to pin that on this man, that's not going to work. That's just not going to work because you want somebody who is actually proud of what they look like and who they are and not somebody like Shindog was literally supporting. He was, he was being sponsored by some weight loss thing that he lost all this weight with and then gained it all back because it clearly was just like super unhealthy way for you to lose weight and he was just making a buck. So like, I just, I just, I, I just don't, like, I'm not plus size. So obviously, like, I can't speak for the, you know, fat positivity movement or anything like that. But he just seemed like not a good dude. So I would... You should at least him. want somebody that's not going to use that as an opportunity to shit all over people of the opposite sex who are the same size they are. I mean, exactly. at the least mm-hmm. you should want it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, he should not have rights. all right all right what's next girl you making me do all the work (laughs) okay so the next story is just something i happen to see on twitter right before we hopped on here so y'all favorite (laughs) j-ball park has (laughs) he's opened his mouth yet again don't worry though this time it's like not as cringy as usual he went on some youtube channel and he did an interview where he said he's a little uncomfortable with being called a sexism as a sex symbol i'm sorry a sex symbol 
because he will soon be in his 40s. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, that's like, well, there, there's already a lot to discuss with that. But, and before you continue, can I just say the actual quote? It's actually worse than that. Okay. Yes. So the 35-year-old rapper added, the brand of the image, and it has the sex symbol in parentheses, is a bit overwhelming because I'm going to be in my 40s soon. My belly will sag. I'll gain weight fat from alcohol. You know, I have to keep putting on makeup then to conceal, and it's more difficult to manage my figure. I want to quickly get out of the mommy image because he's saying it because of, like, that was the big song of the time when he had abs. So he, he kind of connects the sex symbol thing to that, which was eight years ago. He says, not yet, but it will come soon. So that's exactly what he's saying. Who said that he was? I don't know who out here was telling this man that he was a sex symbol. No, no, it was still Listen, I've seen the recordings from his tours and stuff like that. And the way that some of these black girls be acting on when he came to America and stuff like that, like he definitely was a sex symbol. I know now they still look at him and they think that, but I definitely Girls know like there was an era when That's he was crazy. considered a sex symbol. And I was just like, what the hell Jay, is Jay Park? <laughs> Jay has the most goofy energy of like anybody on the planet. Like that man is the antithesis. He has like annoying little cousin energy. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> it was 2 p.m. That group of men. Right. Jay Park was... I think he's arguably the center. When he left the group, it was very apparent just how much he stuck out. Like, I think when he was, when the, I remember when the group first debuted, they had more of a hip hop then. And Jay Jay Park was like out front. But then after they kind of pivoted, it really showed like how kind of his whole thing just didn't mesh with them. He wasn't a beast idol. And they were beast idols. So that, yeah. like, that basically was it at the end of the day. Like, he did stick out. Like, if you watch, like, their first song and, like, that, like, whole era at the beginning when he was a part of the group, it made sense. They had breakdancing kind of interludes. Like, you know what they do with JB in God 7? That's kind of like what Jay Park was in, in 2 p.m. at that time. So, mm-hmm. like, he was, he made sense in that time, right? But once that he left, I feel like the group really kind of figured their shit out you know like they kind of realized what they wanted to do and what kind of image they wanted to have and jay park just didn't fit that so i do like 100 percent agree with what you're saying about him in 2 p.m ash yeah yeah but also like jay park gives guy from seattle like that's what he gives like that's the energy he gives to me okay i don't know like like nothing about him is like and i'm not even saying it because i'm a hater even though i am a hater I'm just saying that because it's like, that's the, the way I feel. Like, I've never felt like he was, he had any sort of game. He had any sort of, like, charisma. He just seems, like... Corny? Corny. He's, like, he's exactly. Like, Korean, like, so corny. He's the Korean Drake. That's what Jay Park is. So, yes. Like, to be a sex symbol, you have to not be corny. Like, that's, like, the number one criteria. Like, and he just, exactly. like, fails. It's yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know who was telling him that. I, I'm sorry he had to hear that from somebody. I will say, I'm sorry. I, I will say it's not good that it makes him uncomfortable. Though again, yeah. I'm not sure where he's hearing. It. I don't know where. He, I think he just made it up. I think he went on the show 
And like, it's telling these people this stuff that's just not true because nobody's saying it. Just lies. That's funny. But like, uh, yeah, you know, I will say like, there are certain things like I'm not a Jay Park fan, obviously, but I do think that there's certain things about Jay Park that I think are con- commendable. Like, I think that he has a really good work ethic. I think he's hardworking. I think that he he's pretty smart as a businessman. But I mean, there's two things you'll never get me to believe or agree with when it comes to Jay Park, that he makes good music and that he is a sex symbol. I just don't agree with either of those. <laughs> I mean, the man it's wrote, easy like, for us done. to say, but I mean, I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I, I can't take it seriously because again, nobody's saying this. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, Jay Park, Jay Park reminds me of like, how do I even like, He's like, wait, okay, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but after the Meg the Stallion stuff happened and like Tory Lanez, who shot her, was convicted for actually doing the crime that he did that we know he did. Yeah. Um, after that happened, uh, Candace Owens, if y'all know anything about Candace Owens, y'all know who I'm talking about, y'all know who I'm talking about. But she yeah. did a video about it, right? And like at the beginning of the video, she talks about how she had in high school a crush named Jamal. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Okay, who was a black man? <laughs> right, who was a okay. black boy who only who was like, yeah, you know, we don't snitch because you know we're the blacks. You know, just stop talking. We don't believe you. That is like not a conversation you. that ever happened. Okay, like, that never uh, happened. That is like what Jay Park is doing, except for with this sex symbol stuff. Like we know <laughs> that that never happened. He's <laughs> just saying stuff. So. I think I would I would feel a little bit more sympathy if it if he could prove that it actually happened. But like he just has a habit of, you know, being like, I, I don't know. He just I don't see anybody realistically telling him that or I, I, I don't know. Like maybe that's a pressure he putting on himself. And to that, I yeah. say, you know, what can you do? That's like a thing you got to work out with yourself. But like, don't go and be out here like lying on people saying that the public is saying this about you because it's true but also too well, like um, sir you have money get a personal trainer so you don't yeah he's like his things alcohol like, is not is the end gonna, of the year it's not the end yeah. of the year you know so yeah, he's like oh alcohol is gonna make my belly sag i'm like you don't have to drink, drink so much alcohol, alcohol yeah, yeah, just because you I mean, sell soji doesn't mean you have to actually drink it like hey bro yeah <laughs> it, it's like okay if if he if this is like an elaborate thing to tell us that like he's maybe dealing with something more serious Okay, that's different. I don't think that's what the case, though. I think he's just saying stuff and the whole, like, I'll gain fat from alcohol is kind of, mm, that's like an implication that I don't like. You know, that's like the implication that, like, oh, if you gain weight, you're not attractive. Yeah. Right? If you turn 40, you're not attractive, which we know Uh that stuff is true. That's what I mean. mean. Like, this, it screams ageism, actually. Like, at the end of the day, that's, like, one thing you can definitely get out of this is the fact that he... He's talking like as soon as he turns 40, his body, like everything he's doing now is just going to like turn him into much. So he he can't be sexy. (laughs) But you know what? You know what? Just going back to our last topic, you can be sexy at any like weight or age point. Like because that is like like, there's no real definition of like what is sexy. What's sexy to me is definitely is different from what's sexy to Jimin from what's sexy to Ash. So like at the end of the day, like you're just talking stupid crap stop jay park stop doing it 
It's just, I feel like this is an excuse for whatever he has cooked up for his next era. He can do whatever it is that he wants and he doesn't have to worry about getting in shape or whatever it is he usually does. He doesn't want to go to the gym and he's just making excuses. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Jay Park, Jay Park said, you know what? I'm saying I mean, <laughs> if, if Beyonce is still married to Jay-Z somehow, you will find your Beyonce one day, Jay Park. Don't worry about it. Like, Absolutely. I mean, just wait. There are so many delusional women who will marry you. They won't say you're a sex symbol because <laughs> that will be a lie, but they might marry you. So... I mean, for your money alone, they'll marry you. So it's fine. Like, like, yeah. like just Jaybird, 40 is not the end of the world, okay? Just like that's like like it's not the end of the world, Jaybird. I too will be hitting 40. So it's not this year. But like it's coming up. And it's not the end of the world. It is what it is. Let's move on. Yes. But yes, what's the next topic? Oh, girl, I don't know. That wasn't my topic. Oh, yes, that's me. Okay, so if you watch the SMU concert that it seems like it's going to be a regular thing from SME, you'll know that... Well, they that, do that, though, the SM Town family yeah. concert, so it's not new. No, they do, but, like, the, the one on New Year's that's streamed online, that this is, like, the second year that they've done it, so I think that's going to be, oh, like, a new thing. So basically, they said one tree can change the world, and so they have launched a tree-planting movement to fight climate change. So instead of maybe creating more biodegradable products to mass produce and sell to the people, they've decided that planting trees are all, is all that we need to do. And I mean, I you love planting trees. I get it. Like, I'm not shading that at all, but I feel like there's more work to be done at this. Yeah, they're planting trees, all right. But th- this is going to have the same, for, to me, this has the same energy is when Tesla has all the carbon credits and just sells them so that, like, other companies won't be in a carbon deficit. It's, like, it's just so stupid. Like, it's not okay. I don't want to say stupid because it's important. We should save the trees. Trees are very important. But, yeah. like, it's sim- it, at the end of the day, it's not a real commitment. It's like a fake commitment, right? If you are really committed, first and foremost, you would be actively... SM Entertainment is a pretty nice size company right in korea they can do so much to not only reduce their carbon footprint but also lobby for well actually i don't know if you can lobby in korea but like either way make money moves so that there's actual sanctions on like like all of the corporations that use so many harmful pollutants right all of the energy corporations that are polluting the atmosphere all of the agricultural organizations that are polluting the atmosphere with the cows and the methane. We, we all know that Korea loves beef. They love they beef. Love it. If you really want to do something about that, you should, you would promote, I don't know, what's like a good, like a better alternative to be pretty much every animal. They would promote other food instead of having people win full cows. Like, you know, when you be watching like those game shows and like, like against like, I don't know, like Real Got 7 or like BTS, Run BTS. Like the prize is always like, here you have like this like top of the line Wagyu beef and it's like 50 different like steaks and stuff like that. I'd be like, come on now. I feel like he don't need that much steak. But it's like promote like people not eating so much beef and like consuming so many cow products because cows are literally killing the environment. Like, you know what I mean? 
if you really cared, I don't know. The, anybody that talks about planting like one tree is automatically suspicious to me. It's like people who say things like, oh yeah, I'm going to like start recycling my paper plates. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's sure. That, it's, that's it's like paper straws, you know, like remember when that oh was a thing? Oh my God. <laughs> that was just like, Really, Starbucks? And and they were always soggy. Like, literally, after three sips, you couldn't even use it anymore. So it's like, what are we... This is just wasteful. This whole thing is wasteful. So basically, though, they're going to have an SM Sustainability Forum, and they're going to invite a lot of people in the industry who are going to talk about... Like, I I don't... Dude, I don't think JYP knows what a tree is. Like, you can't invite well, me to talk about... Here's the thing. JYP, say what you want about that man, but the JYP building is self-sustaining. And they... It's all vegan... It's only vegan and, food and that do you think, there. Do you think Park Jin Young is single-handedly went and hit that girl? No. No, no, but that was his policy. That was the thing that, he, like, he pushed for, mm. the, com- for, for okay. the company and for the building. So it is completely self-sustaining. Like at this point, like it produces its own oxygen. It has like all this wildlife in it. And as I said, okay, look, I don't so, actually, I have to say this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it, oh, I'm sorry. That's just a, such a funny. It produces its own oxygen is a very funny phrase because I also I produce my own. I, well, I mean, you know what I mean though, right? Like no harmful filters, nothing like that. Like it's, it's like it runs on clean yeah. energy. It's kind of the point of it, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. at least they, and that's, and the thing I would say about that is that, you're not making a profit off of, you know, making your com- making your building that people work in a healthy place to be. You know, like you're not making profit off of that. So the fact that they did push for that and they did that was kind of commendable. I'm not like saying JYP is like, you know, the man or the environment guru or anything Honestly, like that. Honestly, when but I look like, at JYP, yeah. I don't think there's anything going on in that brain of his. So <laughs> that's why this is shocking to me. It's good to hear, though. It's good yes, to hear. yes, yes. So it said... So there's some like really interesting quotes from this. Like a song can change one's life in the same way one tree can change the world. Okay, planting trees. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a false comparison. So it said basically that they're going to. He wants. So Lisa Wan said he wants to contribute to building a new futuristic city where sustainability and humanity exist side by side with the help of music fans and global citizens. So a tree will herald a new beginning. Our future city will be a small entertainment city fueled by creative activities of prosumers, portmanteau of the words producer and consumer, and creators around the world where the virtual and physical metaverse coexist. So you know Quango was coming in here because that's really his thing. That's his legacy at this point. Wait, is this a capitalist society? Absolutely. So, well, also it's his legacy, right? So he says, I want to play a role in establishing such a city and making a cultural ecosystem that seeks sustainability. Do y'all think he's anything. like going through a midlife crisis? Yeah, I think so. He just, he just like kind of, I could tell, it seemed like he really want to like innovate something, which he doesn't have to. He's already innovated enough. But he's like, done so much. It's like he really wants to be on the cutting edge of like, like, like culture. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like he wants to have the type of legacy that like, which he already does, by the way. Like, I would argue that Lee Suman has the same type of legacy as, like, Barry Gordy. 
yes. in Korea, yes, yes, like yes. in Korean terms. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of did for their industry what Barry Gordy did for our industry. So he he does have the legacy that he's looking for. But like it's like he, I don't know. I think this is ambitious. I like I said, it's a good idea, but it's like not really backed by anything real. It's like oh, planting trees and like like. A, the life-saving qualities of one song. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it's just weird. It just feels kind of like heady, not really rooted in reality. Doesn't seem like it's got like a real goal and feels like they're just going to drop it by the end of the year. Like, it just feels like, you know what I mean? It just feels like, if you think about it, when has SM ever done something to completion? Yeah. Never. Like literally, <laughs> like the the Super Junior was supposed to be NCT. That never happened. EXO was supposed XO. to be NCT. That never happened. NCT was supposed to be NCT, and it's not happening. Look at so NCT like, Dream. It's just not. So, yeah, it's like it never goes as planned, and I think it's because they don't really think things through. It still ends up successful. It's kind of like the concept, of like failing upwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You still you're able to recoup something from from. The even, yeah, even if it's not yeah. what you want it. I think the best part of this whole thing is that at the panel he had the idol that he decided that would best represent this project was Suho from EXO. And I was what? like, what is Suho? I like, kind of get it though because Suho yes. does seem like a businessman. Okay. I don't know why he does, but he does. Isn't he a table? That would make sense. I'm pretty sure he is. It so. a whole lot of sense though. Like, when you start putting those pieces together, if he is a table, then it makes sense because why else did he debut? Come on. He's grown into No, no. I, okay. Yeah. That sounded bad. I didn't mean it in a rude way. We love Suho. I yes. mean, he trained for so many years. Usually, like, companies give up on idols. Like, after, yeah. I would say, like, year three, year four. Or the so. idol leaves, you know? Like, yeah. No, yeah. I, totally, I totally get it. Like, he should have technically been in shiny. Like, if we're going to be realistic, like that was, would have been his age point, but he wasn't. So he got to be an EXO. See how old Suho was when he, yes. when, was when he debuted. Yeah. So Suho is, how old is he now? He's 31. He's 31. EXO debut. EXO debuted in what? 2012? Yes. So 91, 2012. He was 21. He was kind of old to be debuting. I yeah. say that, I mean, realizing how now, re- like, where idols are like now. 14, but like, yeah, idols are literally like not even born in debuting. It's kind of crazy. Right. right. Like, oh, that reminds me of when the New Jeans music video came out, which we've got to talk about. I didn't watch the video, the whole video, just like the popular part. It reminds me of somebody was like, I guess one of their stands was posting like pre-debut pictures. And people were, like, upset because, obviously, these girls are, like, 12 already. So already. Like, yeah. It's like, come on. Like, what is the pre-debut picture? And people were, like, the pre-debut pictures are getting so young. Next thing I know, it's just going to be sperm cells. Because <laughs> it's, like, they they are debuting at 14. So, right. pre-debut, they're, like, kids. Like, they're not they're even, kids. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, your pre-debut photos, you at five. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Right. <laughs> you're young. You're right. a baby. Come yeah. on, man. Well, to clarify, so Suho, Suho was, he he was raised in Apujang, which is like a very rich area in, in yes. Seoul. And he lived next to Che Shiwan's apartment. And Che Shiwan is a table. Like, his family is crazy rich, even before he get, got into this, right? So, and he said he lived next to him. 
So that means you're not living in some bum ass apartment. You're not living in the basement, you know, of somebody's house. You Wait, have how? Like, no, that's where he was raised. Like that's his oh. his, his upbringing. So I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's definitely a, where the Jebels live. So. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't say that he's maybe he's not from like a big company or like you know conglomerate or one of those you know firms or whatever. But it seemed like he he did you know come up with money. Oh, like so, you up rich. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. But it also makes sense because if you look at Chase Shiwan from big, uh, not Big Red from Super Junior, he also does a lot of like humanitarian kind of like forum shit. So I mean that's very much in line with being a table so makes sense but anyways yes do you guys think that you know i mean we i'm gonna stress this because we've been talking a lot about it but we 100 percent love the idea of them planting trees but mm-hmm. k-pop is a wasteful industry i feel like there's so much more they, they could do in in like if they really cared about the environment on top of the trees you know that's like such a base level thing to do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just want to stress for the listeners out here that we're not shading them because we don't like the tree initiative. We love the tree initiative. Captain Planet, he's our hero, you know? But it, and you know we're not shading them because of the... Huh? Oh, no. I was just... Go ahead. <laughs> well, really quickly, all I was going to say is we're also definitely not shading them because we don't like SM. Like, that's demonstrably false. But, Absolutely. Ash, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, it's going to take more than trees. It it just is. And anybody that's been paying attention knows that. So it's, it's, a, it's a nice gesture, but really that's all it is. is it's, it's, it's kind of just a gesture. Absolutely, absolutely. So just two quick things that we wanted to talk about, because, you know, we did mention that we wanted to not just focus on Korea even though that is definitely still going to be our main, you know, location. But we want to include other Asian countries because we are into, like, you know, media, entertainment, history from all over the world, obviously, but also in other Asian countries. So two amazing things that have happened. We mentioned, you know, at the top of this episode, we talked about, you know, Korea and cannabis, if that will ever be, you know, legal for recreational use. And what brought that about was that Thailand legalized cannabis or recreational weed last year in the summer. So if you go to Thailand, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do in Thailand, but and weed is one of them. So it's kind of interesting in one case, because I assumed it would have been legal anyways, because of, you know, Thailand being sort of like a anything gold kind of like getaway, like no shade to anybody from Thailand. Beautiful, beautiful country. I had a great time there. Food was amazing. But, you know, people treat it like it's an anything goes kind of vacation. So I just assumed that it was legal. I was very surprised to find out that that was just something that, you know, was put into place last year. But Jimin, you did mention that, like, people were just doing it anyway. So it's not like it's just not legal, I guess. Okay, so that's great. Very happy for them. And Singapore ended their anti-gay laws, which is amazing, especially since a lot of countries are becoming more and more conservative. It's kind of wild. Okay. It's kind of wild to like celebrate ending in a discriminatory law and not and not putting in place a non-discriminatory law. Does that make sense? That was that that is the only thing that I'm worried about because it's like it's not enough for you to be like, 
oh, you can be gay and it's not illegal. You're not going to get thrown in jail. But it's it's you not you kind of now need to put into place a thing that says you can't discriminate against me for being this thing that's no longer illegal. You know, so yes, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. It's like there's so much things going on. I thought you were gonna say banning slavery. I thought I was gonna be like, I mean, slavery is still legal in so many countries. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Like, I every time you guys like have some sort of election, it's like someone someone mentions that on the ballot is like you know that like making like lynching illegal or a federal hate crime or something like that. And I'm like, is it not already? But okay. I mean, Weird. yeah, it, it, it is like, <laughs> okay. I was, oh, unless you were just using it as like an absurd. I was using it. Like, yeah, I was using it. Yeah, that's what I was using it. It's really illegal to kill somebody. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's just it is. some people still have old laws on the books that may have like technically state that, you know, like there are some places in the U.S. with weird laws like, you know, sodomy is illegal and, and that sort of thing, you know. like Well, there's laws. like a lot of like places with just straight up weird laws because of like not even nefarious things, but just because of like yeah. weird stuff. Like you can't have a bear in your garden after 10 p.m. in Ohio. Like, you know, like it's, it's just a lot of because like yeah. if something happens enough times. Like, you kind of have to, like, Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like, you know what, too? When they put that lawn place, I bet you it was just that one family that had that bear in their lawn, you know, before 10 o'clock. Like, three weeks, and people got blitzed. And they were like, yo, you need to You went straight to the mayor, and they said, you need to do something about this, okay? That bear family is met, got me fucked up. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> that's like a funnier that's a funnier take on it like or a more funny take on it but yeah definitely there are some crazy ass creepy even kind of problematic you know laws out there that are not as fun and you know it's it's actually pretty great that you know singapore has decided that not just to decriminalize gay sex but also to amend the constitution about the status quo with the definition of marriage. So this stuff, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. So wait, hold on. Never right. mind. It says, but no, MPs okay. also agree to amend. So it says, but MPs also agree to amend this constitution to maintain the status quo definition of marriage, which prevents legal challenges to the current definition of matrimony as being between man and woman. Okay, so okay, I guess well, we still have to find this. We'll have to see what that, you know, if that's going to be sort of like, like the beginning of the avalanche of change. You know, I'm hoping that it is because things like adoption, you know, surrogacy, education, media, and housing will still penalize children of, you know, LGBTQ plus parents and things. So I'm hoping that, you know, there more happens. You know, once we once we get more and more global, you you gotta like things just need to change a little bit. You know, you got you gotta get with the program, guys. So, just saying. But you know, kudos to Singapore for doing that. And I love though with the topics. This is the end of the topics. But I love though with the topics we're talking about Korea and these other countries. They have so many different things going on, <laughs> and it really kind of makes you like think about like how. A lot of people like to conflate a lot of these Asian countries because, you know, like, ooh, I like, you know, BLs, 
you know, from all of these countries. So they kind of like conflate them sometimes. Like I, I know that from like when people, when I see people talking about Beatles on my timeline. So it's kind of interesting when we're able to sort of like go to different parts of like East and Southeast Asia and just sort of like paint a picture of what's going on like more locally in those areas. Cause I, I think that there definitely needs to be more conversations on that. But yes, let us get into the last, last thing. And that is our featured program. And we are going to be talking about a group called Blitzers. And I'm very familiar with Blitzers, but according to this information, they were previously known as Wuzo Circle. Interesting. And oh, because it's under Wuzo Entertainment. So that was like, why don't, why don't like these companies think beyond like, this is so stupid. It's like, like what? Like, I don't know. Is this is funny to me? It's kind of like when ATs was originally called KQ Fellas. Yes. Why? I don't know. The companies just don't think that far in, in advance. It's very funny. They're no. like, our groups aren't going to be successful anyway. Let's just name our <laughs> <anything." laughs> So they debuted in 2021 with the EP check in, and it is a seven member group. And the members are, let's see, Jinhua was the leader. He's 20. Go, who is 21? Juhan, who's 21. Saya, who's 20. Chris. It's Shaw. Is it Shaw? Okay, Shaw, who's 20. Chris, random, who's 20. Luten, who's 19. Porju is the Magnet, 18. I'm sorry, like, everybody got Korean names. And then there's Go, and Chris. I'm like, okay. What were y'all thinking? Well, yes. is it not Go You? I thought it was Go You. Go You? I thought it was Go See, I was like saying it the Korean way, but Go You makes sense. Oh, you know uh, what? Yeah, I was looking at like the stage name. I wasn't even looking mm. at it. Okay. Yes, but okay. those are the members. Wild. <laughs> no, there's a K-pop idol whose stage name is, is it Jamal? I think it's, oh no, it's Jerome. <laughs> there is a K-pop <laughs> idol whose stage name is Jerome. Ooh, Let me, I will look that, up the okay. group. That, that, right now. Feels that feels a little racist. That feels a little racist. I'm just going to say it. It's true. <laughs> like, I've never seen it. So, oh, he's from T01. His name, his, his real name is Oh Sung Min, but his stage name is Jerome. What's his position? He is the map. He's from the Mapney line, and he's a visual and a vocalist, according oh, to this. Shoot, I was holding my breath. I was, I was so sure. No, no, no. But it says it does say his specialty is dancing and vocals. So maybe that's why they came up with Jerome. Well, as long um, as he's not jiving, we, we I think we good. Okay, <laughs> tell us more about Blitzer, or maybe what what kind right. of music do they make? I have no idea. I honestly don't even, I can't even name a song outside of like looking at. Well, they do make like trap inspired like music. And yes. And obviously they're a young group. We've established this. Like the age range is literally 18 to 21, which is like kind of scary. I don't know why. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But what was I going to say? Their first album was called Check In. And that's what they debuted with. Did you say that already? Yes, I did. Oh, it's cool. Bad. Okay. But I think we should listen to the songs that they put out. Because yeah. they have, yeah, quite a few that were singles, even though they just debuted. Well, 
I guess since we go on for who they are, it makes a lot of sense to just go ahead and start listening to the music. Yeah. So I guess we're going to start with Breathe Again, their debut. Let's see if they have English subtitles. Oh, wow. In Spanish. Okay, is this Squid Game concept? Looks like. Oh, you know, I've never watched Squid Game. I, I was going to say, let's like, like, uh, <laughs> Why do they have so much money? <laughs> Credit. This is another dystopian concept. What's up with that? They've gotten, like, what groups are getting into the dystopian thing, like, a decade too late? Yeah. yeah. Like, we thought ATs invented it, but clearly they didn't. Okay. They up here doing acrobatics and stuff? Right. Are they all Korean? I don't know. Let me check. Is that a hot comb? <laughs> no idea. Okay, it does look like they're all Korean, and Chris is the English-speaking Korean. And his family lived in the States. Okay, I was going to say one of them looked like he was raised in the States. Don't ask me what I mean by that. <laughs> These outfits are like, it really feels like 2016 NCT all over again. <laughs> I can see it, yeah. What? Why do they have a Ford F-150 in this music video? Maybe they were promoting it. Maybe that wasn't, that's how they afforded, they could afford this video. <laughs> Girl, that is so random. I didn't even know they had muscle trucks in Korea like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, they probably, maybe it's not filmed in Korea. Yeah, I mean, sometimes think about how in high school, teenage boys used to be musty and they used to spray <laughs> acts over it like you couldn't smell the yes. must. And like girls would just, they literally believe that women would just be attracted to the acts over the must. Like, yeah. Bruh. It makes me wonder how many of these idols are just like musty because they were all twin teenage boys at a point, you know? Some of them still are. I read somewhere somebody said wait Ash what are you saying I just heard you oh no I was about to I was just saying I read somewhere somebody accused a boy group or someone in a boy group of being musty but I cannot for my life remember what probably just like a rumor or whatever but I remember reading that somewhere and thinking like how would you know like like, how close were you to that man? Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Because even at a fan side, you can't get that close. But unless they met at a club. Yeah, that was a very expensive looking debut. Like, more expensive than even we've seen recently. Yeah. It was kind of strange. But I'm, I'm sure they got that Ford sponsorship partnership. <laughs> Whenever it was. Ford is like, yes, I, we want to sell pickup trucks to 12-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> they know. K-pop yes. fans remind everything for their idols. So, hey. That's true. But I, what did you guys think of the Mark song? Lee seems like the type that would <laughs> drive a Ford F 150. Okay. The the song, for sure. A red one at that. <laughs> yes. For no reason. He would just have a Ford F 150. In terms of the actual song, I don't even, I didn't even process it as a song. Because I feel like mm-hmm. it was kind of disparate, like in a very strange way. Like it did not feel like a coherent song to me. I. Nobody also, like, really stood out as, like, oh, that's the vocal. Oh, that's the rap. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just was, like, kind of, you know, typical. The choreography was very interesting, though. And yep. one of them, I know I said it earlier. I'll say it, say it again. One of them definitely looks like somebody who was raised in, like, Arizona. Like, 
middle class. <laughs> you know what, Chris? His family is from, like, I think they settled in Las Vegas. So you were actually... Okay, so close to the money. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, Ash, what did you think of the song? It was really forgettable. Yeah. Like, the envy was kind of interesting, but... Yeah, the song isn't hitting on much for me. Honestly, like, that's why I asked what you thought of the song, because I totally forgot what the song was called. Like, I, it, it really went in one ear and out the other, unfortunately. Not to say that it was, like, a terrible song, because it wasn't. It just left no It didn't feel game. like a song. It just kind of yeah, felt it like stuff. It felt like a car commercial. That's what it felt like. <laughs> because they had a lot of shots of that that truck running like going through the the field and shit like it it felt like a, a car commercial more so than a song but there was some potential in the singing and the rapping it wasn't anything that like really stood out to me but it wasn't anything that was like oh they should stop so right that's right. that is potential so like let's get to the next song all right we'll make a mistake it's weird because that's actually literally what the korean title is too <laughs> like you know, usually like Korean titles are like very different. Yeah. Is this a continuation of the last one? Storyline. I that's what I think. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it last song did have like a bit of a rock break. So Oh right. No, this literally sounds like the last song. Like this oh yeah. Yeah. that wasn't the last song too. Interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. Are they like trying to run a circus? Or something like, I was thinking it was like jackass. <laughs> okay, can you not rub on that man, Nick? Okay, I've realized that it just sounded very homophobic, but I, I promise I didn't mean it that way. Vince, I feel like they make music for like if there were boys their age that listen to K pop, they make music yeah. for them, you know? Yeah, like straight white boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I. I do want to say this song is doing some interesting thing with the instrumental. It is. Yeah. But it also doesn't feel like a song. No. To me. I, I don't know if it doesn't feel like a song because there's no, like, one consistent thing that's happening throughout, you know? Like, are they, is this for, like, a school science fair? Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What? This random, like, green screen was kind of scary. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how this is a love song. Like. I love the piano on it, though. It's kind of dramatic. Yeah. That's Chris right? right here? I think so. I mean, you can't tell me he don't look like he grew up in the desert. Stop playing with me. <laughs> This is supposed to be a love okay, maybe song. Maybe this is not a love song. I no, I thought it was a love song. I thought the lyrics were lovey-dovey, and then I'm like, wait, no, this is not a love song. Okay. And it was all just a dream. Okay. What? Okay, okay. All right, let's just move to the next one, then we can let's get, we'll recap <laughs> yes. at the end, because I don't even know how to respond to this. We're on Bobbin, everyone. Yeah, which is a 2022 release. Okay, now this sounds a little bit more like a song. Yeah. Okay, I like this part. I guess rock is kind of like their thing, eh? Yeah, like they're very rocky. And it's not even like pop rock or punk no. rock. It's like a... 
insane clown costume. <laughs> like, I don't know how I would categorize it. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit more hard. Definitely. K-pop has always been rebelling. And I get that. But also, like, I kind of just feel like, oh, has this made any of a difference? Any, like, from... I mean, if you've been rebelling era? for 20 years, what you rebelling from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like, clearly it's just, really crazy. It's, it's just really crazy to me. Like they're still making this type of music, and I'm just like, I mean, I at this point, I would just write like a love song. I'm sorry, I would really, I really hope the next song is a love song. Yeah, like do something slow, do something for the girls. We get it. You want boy stands, but like, <laughs> I feel like they don't even have a rapper. They have just a chanter. Yes, that's that's a great point. I would they write their own music. I would seriously doubt that, but I'll check on yeah. Genius Priya. These lyrics are hilarious. Oh, that's they're just, they're just doing so funny. much. Uh, Blitzer. Uh, oh, that was, <laughs> that was just kind of like an abrupt ending. All right. Very abrupt. <laughs> All right, so last, we have Hit, hit the Bass. Oh, what? Is that the Taj Mahal? Yeah, it looks like it. There's no way they're, like, actually there, right? I, I would seriously doubt it. But I would. Wait, no, they might literally be there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it looks too good money from for, like, a great screen. I yeah. feel like they're probably in a hotel or something, not like an actual mm-hmm. Taj Mahal. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Okay. Maybe. It just looks too good to me. That's oh, but I noticed, I noticed that, like, as we've continued along, their songs are translated in different languages more and more. The first two were just in English oh, yeah. and Spanish. The last one was in Japan, like, Japanese, English, and Spanish. And this one is in... Like a whole bunch of languages. Indonesian. Yeah, Indonesian as well. So I'm like, hey, okay. Maybe they saw like where their videos were popping off at, and they're like, oh, Indonesia, we gotta add that language, the translation. Smart. Oh, look at them looking like 2014 God 7 hard carry. <laughs> look at this car though. I mean, they gotta have them muscle hormones. Yeah, partnership. I mean, what? Oh, that's a boy. I thought that was a girl. I was like, what? That's wild for K-pop. Yeah, these sets look way too good to be fake. Yeah, no, they're probably like at a hotel, as Ash mentioned. Like, yeah, yeah. But they definitely traveled somewhere because that does not look like Korea. Like the building structure and like it's 100% not Korea. Come on, yeah. So. And this is Nepal. Yeah. Is that what? Where are they from? Companies called Wuzo, Wuko? Wuzu or something? Yeah. Wuzo. They have money, whoever they are. What is this song about? You know, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Every looking at this. Break the bank. Look at that. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to keep it real. These are some beautiful shots. Like, amazingly beautiful This shots. just looks so expensive. Like, it looks so pretty. Best part of the song. Yes. It can't sing, but... I wasn't going to say nothing. But... Okay. 
They said, we practice it for our mama stage. <laughs> this video is so expensive. Oh, my God. <laughs> so expensive. I guess they saying we got the crown. We winning. We got all this money. But, like, who are they competing against? Okay. Well, we listened to four songs from Blitzer. What are, we, what are our impressions, our takeaways, and our predictions for Blitzers? Let's start with Ash. I don't. A lot of. I feel like I didn't get to see much of of them, like, to get an idea of, like, like, we know they have the, like, the whole kind of rock thing, even though Hit the Bass was different. And we know they're young. I, I mean, I don't know. I, did, I didn't get much of an identity from, from their music or their MVs. So it's hard for me to say... I mean, I feel like they definitely probably already have some kind of fandom from this. So I think they just need to make their music a bit more distinct. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Nothing really stood out to me in terms of their vocal or their rap style. Everything felt kind of generic. So I think the first thing they need to do is diversify themselves, make make their sound a bit unique because, you know, 80s is already the top of that whole dystopian, you know, fight against the machine sort of style of K-pop. And they're not, you know, I, I don't think they're at that level. is number one in noise. NCT <laughs> is number one in, like, noise that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, exactly. if you want to do noise, you have to have, like, your own brand of noise. Yeah, The top exactly. three noise groups all have their own niche. They have their sound, they have their identity, and they have uniqueness within their groups. I, I would say that it didn't feel that way with Blitzer. I mean, they 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 did debut in 2021. So there's still so much time for them to develop that in. But it's just kind of crazy that it seems like All they right. spend a lot of money. Sorry? <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, sorry. It just seems like it's crazy that they spent so much money on the actual MVs and things, but... I feel like they should put some money into maybe some vocal training, you know, some music classes. Yeah, production, things like that. I just feel like there's a lot of wasted opportunity, but it looks like they're pretty popular because they've done a U.S. and a European tour as well already. So they're... How many dates? I don't know. I didn't see on here exactly like... To be fair, they did come out. They did come up at a time where I feel like people was just watching stuff. You know what I mean? Like... I feel like they come out at a, at a time where people were, it was like the height of K-pop being mm-hmm. spread globally combined yeah. with like people didn't want to really stand. Like people were trying to be unique and be like, look at me, I'm standing. You know what I mean? Like they come, yeah. I don't know how to even explain it, but it's kind of like what happened to a lot of those like trash TV shows that we realize are trash now, but they came up during COVID area, era where nobody was doing nothing productive. So they had time to watch trash television. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, Not absolutely. saying that Blitzer's trash, but saying that, like, they have an appeal of being young and being K-pop, which automatically helps, it's cool. you, like, 15-year-old white girls, like, fall in love with you. You know what I mean? In, in America and Europe. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they weather what's about to be what I like to call a K-pop recession because that's what we're entering, let's be real. It'll be interesting to see how they weather this because a lot of groups at their kind of level, especially look how much money they spend on that music video. 
like on these all four of these music videos like that is luna levels of spending money before you really made it big you know so i just would like to personally see i don't know if you were even done were you done i was dead i was done it's fine (laughs) all right i just want to say like i really just want to see them it's clear that there is something there and i think what it is it's it's like i think they all definitely want to be k-pop idols number one also, yeah. did you know you can major in K-pop in Korean university, which is like, why would like, you do what that? Do you, what, what are you, like, what's the, what do you do with the qualifications? Is it like your training, but you paid? Well, I mean, I don't know, paid. but one of them boys on Boys Planet or something like that. Either that, yeah, I think one of the, it's a boy on Boys Planet, he's majoring in K-pop. And everybody was talking about it because they was like roasting them for majoring it was like, this is why nobody takes y'all seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of crazy. Actually, I will say, I'm seeing a lot of YouTube ads now about becoming an idol. So they're really like, what? I'm not surprised. Yeah, like I, I was watching some videos and literally every, sing- every single time there was an ad, it was some professional dude talking about, do you want to be an idol? Like blood pink and be trying to get you, Nat. Trying to get you. Yeah. Uh, no thank you but anyway yes to them but yeah I just, I just yeah basically i feel like my main thing with them is like their music is not really it doesn't feel like music when i listen to it it feels like things happening <laughs> like you know in my headphones i think yeah. i to describe a bit but i want them to do something that is just like one consistent song and i want them to focus on singing because not that the vocals are good. Okay, take that part out. Not that the vocals are outstanding, but that I do feel like this is a group that I don't even know why they rap. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Because it's not really rapping. It's more so like Nat was saying, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just reciting, like, period. <laughs> yeah, like, like, are you, is this, is this Hogwarts? Are you saying a spell, sir? Like, I just don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, understand it's what's not, going on. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I would love to see them just kind of focus on one thing, build an identity, like Ash was saying, and do something a little bit more stripped back. Because the, the, the music video, yeah, it's cool to look at once or twice, but what's going to last for people is like your musical impact, your personality. So if they can't give one or the other, it, I'm interested to see how they're going to weather this recession because I don't, I just don't see it happening. But yeah. All right. So that is our episode. Thank you guys so much for your continued support and, Thanks. you know, for being here in 2023 with Nyan. And shout outs before we go. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, when we shout people out, please understand that we are shouting them out based on the conditions that exist in the moment in time that we are shouting them out. So if things <laughs> later come out about these people, they, look, they know what we can do about that. We all we do is we we see it, we take note of it, we move. You know, that would be a, a weird, unrealistic, and parasocial expectation to place on people that they always are right about people's character. You know, that's like kind of a rant, but also just shout outs to 2023 and shout outs to the South Korean military for (laughs) not for like war, but for, you know, teaching idols discipline, allegedly, and teaching them 
how to be humble, allegedly, and live humbly, allegedly. Not sure any of that is actually happening, but I've heard that that's what's happening and behind closed doors. What about y'all? Ash, do you have any shout out? I would also like to shout out the South Korean military for taking care of our, our man, little man, Jin. Apparently, they are being Power? very forthcoming with army fans about Jin's whereabouts, what he eats every day, where he is at any given moment. So all of that, you know, privacy that fans are worried about is out the window. But, you know. I'm sure he's safe and healthy, and he apparently already got moved into a leadership position, so go him. I mean, he's been there a week. How did they figure out he was the leader? Oh, wait, never mind. They saw his K-profiles. <laughs> I just go out and K-pop profiles and be like, oh, this man can definitely lead a regiment. <laughs> he's got the leadership qualities, but... Five years experience of leading a band. Yeah. I'm not going to shout out the Korean military because <laughs> Jin Young and JB will both probably be listed this year. So I'm not happy, but I will survive as I have always have, you know, during these enlistments, the rough time. Then. Shout out to Jimin and Ash for being here for this episode. It's Monday. Monday suck, but it is not sucking because we're here together and it's just fun. And shout out to Jin Young for his new album that is dropping this next week, I think, on the 18th, maybe. But it's coming soon. And I'm very excited to see what that is going to sound like. And shout out to Alchemy of Souls, part one, not part two. Your part two is a raggedy bitch and I don't like you. But part one was perfect. So I'm very, very much probably going to go back and rewatch it because I like how part two ended. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, that is it. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, you know where to reach us on Twitter at Nyan Edison, on Facebook and Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens, at Gmail at Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. It's $3 a month. So if you guys have, you know that. I mean, obviously, we know times are rough. Please do. Support us if you choose to, of course. It's completely up to you, but we have so many fun episodes on there. You, There's such a backlog right now, especially with album reviews, like Reddit stuff and just fun, fun times. Things that we, you know, get yeah. up with <laughs> that we can't really just do. Just episode. to give y'all an example, too. We did recently just complete an album review for AT's 2022 release. And yes. Might I say we had some good takes on that one. Listen, ATs, they might be just like a secret organization that's trying to change the world. We don't know. But we don't know. It sounds like it sounds like that. So yeah, if you had joined our Patreon today, I don't know when this episode will go out. But if you join it today, likely you will see that this month we had two episodes, the ATs album review so far, and we also did a look back on the end of year performances and, and at the award shows and the collaboration stages. And we made Jimin watch You Go Girl by Lee Hyori as a reference point, which was very interesting. I we all going to say in Hypen. Oh, no, no. Jimin has completely rejected in Hypen. <laughs> rejected modernity. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She, she tries her best to explain it in our Patreon episode, but does not do a good job of it. What? So. <laughs> 
But yes, if you join this one, those, that's the content we've already recorded for it. But we also do a live stream. And in the live stream, we play games. We watch things together like dramas and music videos and performances. And we just have a good time. And it's totally just like off the rocks. We just talk about whatever comes to mind. It's fun. So yeah, that's the content you can look forward to if you join our Patreon this month. But yes, that is it for us t- tonight. It is currently, oh, it's only 11 p.m. We did good. We did real good. Anyways, I hope you have a great day, great 2023. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye, y'all.